What's going on, family? Happy Thursday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are well. Yeah, we're almost at that pivotal point that we call Friday and then the weekend. And yeah, certainly things get good then. So let's call it Friday Eve, dare I say. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic week. And the second half of the week uh, certainly, hopefully, will surpass the first half of the week. Shout out to everybody who has joined us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Thanks so much for your continued support. Shout to everybody who joins us right here via podcast. That's you. Those of you who are subscribed to our podcast, thank you so very much. We really, really appreciate it. And if you're brand new to The Faction, welcome aboard. It's great to have you with us. Make sure you are clicking the subscribe button. Feel free to rate us and leave a comment for us as well on your preferred podcast platform. So there is quite a bit of news to get to today, even though the Wednesday night wars didn't happen as they normally would. Remember, of course, AEW was preempted by the NBA playoffs and AEW Dynamite. Consequently, this week will air Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern on TNT. We want to first start, though, with this interesting piece of news that we shared yesterday regarding longtime WWE host, interviewer, and announcer Renee Young, who is reportedly given her notice to WWE. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, she gave her notice about a week ago, but it's not officially known when she will end with the company. Now, she signed with the company back in 2012 after making a name for herself on a WWE recap show called Aftermath, and that was on the Score Television Network in Canada. She has done all sorts of things in WWE, including announcing for NXT, serving as a backstage announcer, and who can forget her time as the co-host of Talking Smack, when Talking Smack was a real, real thing. But she made history in 2018, becoming the first full-time female announcer in WWE history as she took on the announcing duties for Monday Night Raw. Now, we do know a couple of things. One of the things that we know is that she was the host of the new show Backstage on FS1, and that show ended as a result of the pandemic, and uh, FS1 let them know that it would no longer be a weekly show. Not long after that, she contracted the coronavirus, so understandably, she was off of TV, but we also know this, and this is kind of undeniable, that her husband, which she met in WWE, is AEW World Champion John Moxley. So you could make a couple of assertions here. Perhaps she'll end up in AEW. Perhaps her time in the wrestling business is done, as she is certainly looking forward to some other things. She's got a cookbook launching and the like. So we could see a number of things coming out of this with Renee. Young, only time will tell, but certainly she has been a wonderful part of WWE, and uh, we wish her well in whatever her future endeavors happen to be, if it is with AEW or if it is outside of the wrestling business. Now, I saw someone on social media who noted that 
This marks the third significant female announcing personality that has left WWE in recent times. You have, of course, Dasha Gonzalez, who is now in AEW. You have Kathy Kelly, who left NXT earlier this year, and she's pursuing other endeavors. So I don't know if there's any connection to all of this uh, or if it's all coincidental or if it does actually mean something. Not really sure. But again, our thoughts and well wishes are with Renee Young in whatever the next step of her career looks like. So we are getting ready. Of course, wrestling in the pandemic era has changed a lot of things, including how WWE is presenting things. We know tomorrow night marks the debut of WWE Thunderdome, the new way they're going to be presenting pro wrestling with fan interaction as well it should be exciting to see well it looks more and more like the wrestling business is really starting to make a return now of course AEW and WWE were never kind of on hiatus or anything like this with the pandemic impact wrestling of course moved to an empty arena scenario and they continued producing broadcasts but two organizations that full-on stopped were the NWA and Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor stopped before the NWA did in terms of producing new content, but uh, the NWA, right around the time frame that was slated for the Crockett Cup, they ended up putting a halt on in-ring competition and content. They had started producing some new things, and then there was a challenge that happened uh, with Dave Lagana that ultimately stopped them from producing content altogether for about two months or so. Well, I can report to you that both Both Ring of Honor and the NWA have announced their plans for returning to pro wrestling. So for Ring of Honor, they will return to taping beginning this week, actually. uh, And that's going to happen in their home state of Maryland. The way things are looking is they're going to be adhering to a very stringent protocol, as well as the regulations set in place by the Maryland State Athletic Commission. They're instituting necessary testing and safety measures in a continued effort to prevent the spread of COVID-19. There will be no fans or staff who are not essential to the production present during these events. So they're going to go the empty arena route. They are following the strictest of protocols. And from what we can see, it kind of looks like they're going to have the wrestlers quarantined and in a bubble, much like the NBA and the NHL. So that's going to be different than what any of the other current wrestling organizations are doing. The last event scheduled for Ring of Honor were their 18th anniversary and past versus present shows, which were supposed to take place in Las Vegas on March the 13th and 14th. Since then, the company ceased taping operations until there was a safe way to resume. And when they resume, they're going to pick up right where they left off, focusing on the ROH Pure Title Tournament, which was originally scheduled for April. Now, there are rumors running rampant that showing up at this taping will be EC3. Yes, it looks like he'll be making his Ring of Honor debut. Now, of course, we remember he was released as part of the uh, pandemic layoffs in WWE. He's recently shown up to Impact Wrestling, uh, seemingly to start a feud over the TNA Championship with Moose. 
but he is still very much a free agent. He is not signed to Impact Wrestling. So what will this do? We've not seen a whole lot of a working relationship between Impact and Ring of Honor as of late. It'll be interesting to see if this means he's signed to Ring of Honor or he's signed to Impact or if he's just going to be a free agent. It's going to be very interesting to watch how that works. Now, what we did know before the pandemic was that there was a working relationship between Ring of Honor and the NWA. As we mentioned earlier, the NWA ceased producing new content, uh, certainly when the pandemic hit, and then furthered that with the issues surrounding Dave Lagana. Well, the news is that the NWA is headed back to pro wrestling, and they're coming back in a bit of a different way. So the NWA will be teaming with the United Wrestling Network to launch a weekly pay-per-view series, which begins on September the 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern. The first episode will be a 90-minute episode and will air both on Fight TV and on traditional pay-per-view services on cable. Now, Remember, they had been taping, of course, at the GPB studios here in Atlanta, and they had been airing their NWA Power show on YouTube. That's changing. What's going to happen is a new show called United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live. And this is the NWA teaming with the United Wrestling Network. Now, the United Wrestling Network is the sanctioning body that produces championship wrestling from Hollywood and championship wrestling from Arizona. So this is a new take on things for the NWA. Uh, It is still a studio situation as Thunder Studios will be the host of these tapings and those events are going to take place in Long Beach Studio and will be following COVID-19 precautions. So it looks like there may not be fans at this. We're not sure yet, but uh, they are no longer going to be here in Atlanta and it's no longer going to be free. Here's what Billy Corgan had to say, quote, it goes without saying that 2020 has been a challenging year for everyone and our goal in reestablishing in-ring NWA action was to make sure that our talent would be protected, working within the now established safety protocols, as well as delivering consistent, high quality content like our vaunted shows, NWA Power and 10 Pounds of Gold. But this will be more than just a weekly live pay-per-view broadcast as we plan on shooting additional content for the NWA YouTube channel and our Patreon subscribers. The goal here is simple, to provide the best contests possible with the greatest talent available, carrying on the legacy of the NWA as an independent governing body. And we hope to feature at least one championship match on every live broadcast. So, executive producer David Marquez, who you'll remember as one of the interviewers for the NWA, he says that this is the show that he's always wanted to produce, and it's going to provide some interesting things as well. He says there may be a time where you see someone from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood go against someone from Chicago's Freelance Wrestling, or even fighters out of the New Japan LA Dojo taking on folks from West Coast Pro Wrestling. So it's a new opportunity for a lot of folks to get exposure. Now, there have been a lot of changes in terms of the NWA personnel. We've seen a number of NWA superstars or former superstars show up in other places. Folks like Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks, who were big names in the NWA, are now part of 
All Elite Wrestling. You can also take a look at Tasha Steeles, who was making some headway in the women's division there. She's a part of Impact Wrestling. Now, it looks like their champions right now seemingly are all coming back, including Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa. So it's going to be interesting to watch what happens here with the NWA. My question to you is, after gaining the NWA weekly program on YouTube for free, are you going to pay the pay-per-view price, whatever that is on Fight TV, to watch their weekly program? or not. Now, I do remember this last year when we talked about the resurgence of the NWA and we looked at what the ticket prices were going to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We were like, who's going to do that? It's an unproven commodity. And the NWA proved us wrong by packing out GPB Studios, being able to sell VIP tickets for $100, tapings for $30, like people were in and they produced an amazing product. Moving from Atlanta now to the West Coast, will they be able to do the same thing? And I wonder, will you have the same pool of wrestlers uh, that you were dealing with before? I don't know. So there's still a lot of questions to be answered. We'll know on September the 15th with the premiere of the brand new show for the NWA titled United Wrestling Network's Prime Time Live. So it should be very interesting to see what happens. Congratulations to the NWA on this new partnership with United Wrestling Network. What does that mean for their one-time partnership with Ring of Honor? I don't know. And if you think about who was also involved in that partnership, it was the booker for Ring of Honor, the villain, Marty Skrull. And we've not heard much of what will happen with him following the speaking out allegations. Yeah, it's a lot. I know. So I want to get your thoughts. Will you be watching the resurgence of the NWA and the resurgence of Ring of Honor? Now, the NWA, as we said, is going strictly to weekly pay-per-views. Will you be tuned in? Want to hear your thoughts on that by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Definitely reach out to us and let's have that conversation. All right, we're going to get out of here. Have an amazing Thursday. We're looking forward to tomorrow where we'll be giving you the recap of NXT and we'll be previewing the WWE Thunderdome as it premieres on SmackDown. And we may even have our SummerSlam weekend predictions as well for tomorrow's show. Until then, it's me and GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray collectively were known as the faction. I